The Midwest Film Nerds podcast is now available on Stitcher Radio. Download the free Stitcher Radio app from the Android and iTunes app stores to start streaming our show today. Welcome to the Midwest Film Nerds podcast. I am Alex. I'm Willie. And I am Nick. Today we've got a special guest with us. You haven't heard from him on our podcast since uh, our review of Evil Dead. It's great to be back, Alex. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, welcome. I was going to get to that. But uh, Alec is here with us. Uh, Hello. Uh, Thanks thanks for coming out to review Guardians with us. No problem. Um, Uh, Been waiting for it. Yeah. Uh, All of us have, I think, you know. Not so patiently. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm back after being in Japan. Yes. But even even before that, Nick is back after not being on the podcast for... Probably a couple months. A couple, like um, two months. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, so. this, is, this is insane to me. I mean, I, I don't know, you know, listening audience, there was actually a battle, uh, a physical <laughs> fight for the control of the podcast just before... Before we started recording this, it yes. was amazing. We we battled for the the Bill Murray conch. Yeah, I, I screamed to the heavens. Is there anyone who will oppose my rule? And Alex just strode out on a fucking horse. And with I a katana. said, "Who will pledge their medal to mine?" Yeah, and we just fought. Yeah, and uh, I'm still alive. That's good. And my crew, he killed my crew though. Yeah. Tim and Tim and John are dead. <laughs> <laughs> They'll never be back. My 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 fast two crew is is gone. So my cool. two fast crew. Speaking of John, thank you, John, for for being here in my stead. I have a feeling he'll be back to talk about turtles at some point, if that happens, when that happens. Um, yeah, John was awesome. We love John. Yes. Yes. And uh, we recently had our two year anniversary of recording our our mysterious pilot that only ten people have heard. <laughs> that many? Two probably, years probably ago. Probably less than. No, yeah, ten. Yeah, it's less than ten people. But. In any event, I wanted to say there's a Jonathan Colton song called The Talk with George, which is basically like Jonathan Colton's like, if I ran into George Plimpton's ghost in a bar, this is what he would tell me to do to become a man. And one of the lines is, write a book or two or start a magazine, even if you never make a dime. And this is my magazine. I think this is our magazine, and I want to thank you guys for being a part of that. Everybody listening and everybody here. It's a steamy magazine. Oh, it's but classy with like the scratch off fragrance <laughs> samples. It's not quite as steamy with Tim not here. You know, true, he brings true. he does bring the uh, the machismo. He's got really... he's got the Verhoeven. Yeah, he's got an internal Verhoeven. He's got he, instead of an angel and a devil on his shoulder, he's got a mini Verhoeven and a mini De Palma, and they're just like shooting steam at him, and then it comes out through his his voice. So, just... so we went from like plastic surgeon waiting room magazine to like dentist. Yeah, we're getting classier. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. We'll be, uh, we'll be like, a, I don't know, what's classier than a dentist magazine? Probably plastic, plastic surgeon. Plastic surgeon yeah. is like the ultimate. I was going the other way with that. Metaphor. Oh, we're going backwards. Oh. I've never been yeah. to a plastic surgery office. Is that pretty classy? I, I don't know. No? They no probably just have it. tablets you can... They have podcasts. They I feel don't like have Tim's <laughs> probably been to a plastic surgery, like... Maybe. Just like hang out. Maybe. But, anyway... After all that crap, uh, today we're going to do a summer movie wager update. We're going to talk about what we've been watching. And then finally, we're going to review James Gunn's Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, all the normal stuff, you can write to us at feedback at midwestfilmnerds.com. Check us out on Facebook by searching Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at MFN Podcast. Give us a call at 248-7335-MFN, which is 248-7335-636. And you can find all of our past episodes and full show notes with time codes on midwestfilmnerds.com. Woo! Has anybody done that? Has anybody called? Uh, no. Other than Victor. Victor's called. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, anyway, 
On to our summer movie wager update. Guardians took number one domestically this weekend with $94 million, followed by Lucy at $18.3 million and Get On Up at $13.4 million. But while Guardians made $160 million worldwide this weekend, that's not quite enough to bump Neighbors off of number 10. Mm-hmm. So, for the actual top 10, we've got Transformers at uh, $1,005,000,000. <laughs> X-Men Days of Future Past at $741.3 million in the number two spot. Number three is Maleficent at $727.3 million. The Amazing Spider-Man 2 at number four with $708.1 million. Godzilla 2014 at number five with $507.5 million. How to Train Your Dragon 2 at number six with $463.6 million. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes at number seven with $447.5 million. Edge of Tomorrow at number eight with $362.8 million. 22 Jump Street at number 9 with $289.8 million, and Neighbors at number 10 with $257.1 million. I'm pretty happy with that list, though. Let me just throw it out there. Like, There's a lot of good movies on that list. There I is. know the number one is a bit of an issue, but yeah. but there's a lot of good stuff on there. That's true. So I feel like we're improving, maybe, as as a people. No? Yeah. Maybe not? It's challenging. Well, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I'm happy with, I'm happy with the top 10 so far. I don't know. Transformers has brought me a lot of grief. Yeah. Uh, being... You know, theater manager having to wait until everybody gets out of a two-hour and forty-five-minute movie. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's still a strange amount of people who want to go see an eleven thirty p.m. movie of Transformers, and I have to be there until almost four in the morning. That's so, you know, that, that's horrible. Bit of a bone that, of contention. Yeah, that it. hurts me when I saw that that it went past. Yeah. So how big is the hammock that you have in your break room <laughs> that you sleep in? Oh, I literally just sleep in a computer chair. Uh, I literally lean back and shut my eyes and <laughs> ask, ask the restaurant manager to wake me before she leaves. Just <laughs> set a timer on your phone for two hours and if, 40 yeah, minutes. If, if everybody's gone, that's what I do. Uh, sometimes I pop in and watch the movies, but... You wouldn't you know, do that since, with since, since Guardians, there hasn't really been mm. decent, you know, so... I wouldn't go and watch Transformers now. No, I, I, no. I, I actually haven't finished it fully yet. That's uh, probably a just, good thing. It just left our theater, so I'm not a huge Michael Bay fan. What a shame. What a shame. Too bad. Uh, out this weekend, we've got Into the Storm, the disaster movie with no stars because who wants to die? And then Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is also coming out and Step Up All In. Woo-woo! Willie's most anticipated release of I'm next ready. week. Is Into the Storm the one that's Richard Armitage? Yes. Okay. Him and Sarah Wayne Callies from Prison Break and Walking Dead. Yes. Prison Dead. Prison Dead Walking. Walking Break. break. <laughs> Dead Man Walking. Uh, so, all that good stuff. I think we're going to move right on to what we've been watching. I'm going to start with Willie. What have you been watching? Oh, man. Um, so, I've, I, I don't know. I guess I've been doing the marathon thing lately. Because, okay. you know, I did the Step Up Marathon, which was delightful. That's good. Um, and... Uh, my my newest marathon has been the the Rocky franchise. Ooh. Um, I was at work, and for whatever reason, I, I I try to watch series of movies at work uh, when I open throughout the day, and I decided to pop in Rocky, and I was like, you know, I really kind of want to watch these again, like straight through, or well, kind of straight through. Anyway, I have two friends. Well, I have a fiance. Sorry, she's not a friend anymore. A little more than a friend. <laughs> And uh, and a friend of ours who have never seen any of the Rocky movies, including me as well. Uh, yeah, you, you have not as well. Um, but you were in Japan, so <laughs> you would have been there. If, That's if true. Not. But um, we watched. We we finished the last the Rocky Balboa last night. So um, they're great. They're great. I'd like to do a retrospective at some point on the Rocky franchise. That'd be good. It's a good. I think it's it's ripe for for a retrospective. When Rocky Six gets announced. Yeah. Well. Uh, well, Creed is coming out next year apparently. So oh, when Rocky Creed, Six is already out. 
Rocky Six is already happening. Rocky Seven, excuse yeah. me. Creed apparently is coming out soon, so which I'm excited for. Um, but yeah, no, you know the Creed first the Rocky is uh, what's that? Creed the Band. Creed the Band. No, no, Apollo Creed's grandson. Ah, uh, yes. Soundtrack by Creed. By Creed, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Theme song by Creed. Creed's, Creed's, Creed's yeah. Eye of the Tiger. Um, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> anyway, um, Kickstarter for that. Right? <laughs> the first, the first Rocky is really it, it deserves its place as kind of a, a classic piece of of cinema. It's, I mean, yeah, it. it when you watch it now, a lot of the uh, the tropes of the genre are kind of apparent. But at the time, it was pretty groundbreaking stuff. And um, not enough good things can be said about Stallone's writing on that movie. And I think a lot of people forget that he wrote the thing. And, and yeah. that he, he, a lot of it's based on his own life. I mean, take the boxing out of it, which seems <laughs> kind of strange. But but it's kind of a kind of a parable for what was going on with him. It's it's cool. It's interesting. Um, Rocky Two is basically Rocky One remade. But it's got some fun stuff thrown in there. And it's probably got the, the best final fight of, of the bunch, I feel okay. like. It might be my favorite final fight. Uh, Rocky Three, we get Mr. T in the mix. Oh, he's good. Fantastic. Playing Clubber Lang. Awesome villain. One of the better Rocky villains out of the bunch. And uh, that one's a lot of fun. Better than I remember. I remember Rocky Three being kind of lower on my list when I was younger. And mm-hmm. now it's it's kind of moved its way up a bit. It has the beach scene. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, uh, absolutely. Oh, which is which is then again reintroduced in number four. That's so true. Rocky four is literally footage from Rocky's one through three and um, some awesome uh, source music, and <laughs> and then like maybe twenty minutes of actual new footage. <laughs> um, so, but it's 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 America the movie. Um, yep. It sums up everything that's great about being American, um, including beating Russia. Uh, Rocky five is not good. It's exactly. I mean, it's pretty much as bad as I remember it. It's just boring. You guys, watch, you did watch it then? Yeah, yeah, okay. we watched it. it. It's a boring movie. There's some cool like trying to tie back into the the vibe of the older, the first Rocky, and they brought back the director of the original Rocky. Actually, Stallone kind of stepped away from directing because he did two through four, and they bring back uh, John G. Evelson and who had gone off and directed the Karate Kid movies at this point. Mm-hmm. So um, it's got a vibe kind of. They, they they try to kind of touch back on some of the stuff from the first movie. Some of it works, some of it doesn't. Um, and then Bal- Rocky Balboa is awesome. That's the one that it's. I never in a million years thought it could be a good movie. Like I, going into it, I was like, "I'm gonna go see it because I love Rocky." But I, I'm gonna. I know I'm gonna walk out like, eh. "Come for the Rocky, stay for the Milo Ventimiglia." Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good actually. That's that was the tagline, wasn't it? Was it poster? Okay, yeah, that's in good. China. Yeah, um, <laughs> stay for Burt Young. Um, uh, but no, uh, Rocky Balboa is really good. It's a very worthy sequel. Somehow they make it believable that this old dude could get in there and go toe to toe with uh, Mason the Lion Dixon. But uh, no, it's yeah, it, it's a great franchise. I I'm very excited to delve more into it in a, like some sort of retrospective. So. All right, and, and the ladies loved it. Good. Yes. Good. I literally, I think at one point, one of them, and I don't remember which one it was, one of the ladies that I was watching it with shouted out, this is pure ecstasy during like the celebration <laughs> at the end of one of the movies. Probably four. Yeah, it was probably four. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think it was probably four. Oh, but yes. anyway, it was... It the was... ladies loved it just like they loved Cool James. Yes. <laughs> I wanted I, to I, put some space there to insert the cricket sound. That I'm yeah, that's find. good. Do it, do it. Throw it in there. Anyway, um, that's it. Rocky, fantastic. Awesome. Good. You're not forgetting Grudge Match. Oh, yeah, I did see Grudge I saw Grudge Match a ways back, and that wasn't so good. I consider but. that more of a Rocky 6. Yeah. More of a 7. More of the true Rocky 6. Six and a six. half. Raging yeah. Bull versus Rocky. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. All right. Nick, what have you been watching? Oh, man. Well, I 
was rewatching some 80s staples that I love and catching somebody up on who has never seen any of these movies, which blew my mind. Once again, not me. So we're consider, doing God's yeah. work, man. This is what we're doing. We're just educating. Sure. Absolutely. On those less fortunate. Um, <laughs> we watched Terminators 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, two of my favorite movies yeah. ever. Always in, in the, the endless you know, paradox for me of which is better. Uh, continues on. <clears throat> no. <laughs> See, just when I decide, and then, then then I think about the other one. Uh, I like salvation. <laughs> I'll look for the door's you. that way. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll show myself out. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Um, and yeah, they were well received. Uh, they're both just excellent, good, good, fun watches. Good. Uh, and then I moved on to Beverly Hills Cop and mm-hmm. Coming to America, and it, so I'm I'm getting to this weird like. 80s action or 80s comedy icon double feature. <laughs> so awesome. we saw Schwarzenegger and now Eddie Murphy. I think next is going to be Crocodile Dundee 1 and Ooh, 2. Nice. Yeah, I'm Delightful. excited about that. <clears throat> might do uh, might do Terminator 3 and 4 just to round out the experience, but uh, I am not high on the priority. Have you, have you thought about doing The Golden Child? Have you ever seen The Golden Child? Uh, I have not thought about doing it. It is on Netflix. Apparently all of Eddie Murphy's collected works are on Netflix right now. Like, There's a ton of them. <laughs> Special deal. Tons awesome. of great Eddie Murphy movies. Tower Heist on, there. Yeah, on yeah. there? No. Is James Brown's Celebrity Hot Tub Party on there? <laughs> no, not yet. Oh, damn. Coming soon, I'm sure. Uh, and then, most importantly, I have been watching Halt and Catch Fire, which I'm sure yes. Alex will talk about. Uh, did you already talk about this, like, several weeks back? Maybe, like, a word, but Very not briefly. Even, yeah. Halt and Catch Fire is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And it starts off slow, and I, I totally would understand. Say, this this is a new AMC show with Lee Pace, Scoot McNary, and they uh, are trying. They're it's basically Alex, don't help these people. Just let them Google. It's talking about the personal computer revolution in the eighties. Go, cool. Yeah, and it's uh, and there's there's a, a little dash of Mad Men thrown in there mm-hmm. with some of the the agency politics and some of the stuff that goes on there. But it's a, it's a little slow in the first episode, and I can understand. I've already talked to some people that say, oh, I watched the pilot and it didn't hook me. And I'm like, I, I totally understand, but watch the second episode. And if by the end of the second episode you're not like, okay, I'm in, then watch the third episode anyway, because eventually <laughs> it will hook you. When you because get to episode seven, it's like, episodes, seriously. I, I would say episodes like six through through nine, like five through nine, were absolutely, I couldn't. I couldn't look away. Like absolutely. I tried to do work while I'm watching it, like have it on in the background, and I was just like, well, I'm not going to be productive today. Uh, because I just have to watch Halden catch fire. And uh, it's phenomenal. It's just so well acted and very interestingly shot and written. There's some just very cool, interesting stuff that happens in the writing and, and some of the things the show does that get a little on the surreal side at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost kind of the way Rubicon did here and there. So if you want to jump on the board on board with Alex and I and helping our dying AMC shows along with Rubicon then <laughs> watch Halt and Catch Fire. Yes. I also did finish season 2 of Arrow. And it was good. I think I liked season 1 better a little bit overall. The finale of season 1 was really good, but the finale of season 2 was also excellent. Uh it's it still impresses me what a good show it is for considering what I'm dealing with. I'm like there's a guy in a green hoodie running around shooting <laughs> bad guys with Machine guns with arrows. It should and, be the worst show, and not ki- and not killing any of them anymore. <laughs> and it's still really good. Yeah. So they 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 do a great job. Uh, yeah, I think that's probably about it. I'm sure, I'll think of something. All right, Alec, what have you been watching? Uh, I've actually sort of been on the same like '80s, early '90s kick as you have. Get uh, it. I watched They Live uh, a couple weeks back. Sort of, it was almost like a day where I I was on vacation two weeks ago. 
and I just spent like an entire day watching John Carpenter movies. Fucking it, right? So I <laughs> another yeah. retrospective. Welcome, welcome, yeah. welcome, yeah. welcome back. I, well, if that retrospective ever happens, welcome back to the eighties. <laughs> I will, uh, I will be here for that because John Carpenter is one of my favorite directors of all time. Um, I, was, right. I was a little bummed out because he's supposed to be at the Wizard World in Chicago, uh, and I was supposed to go, but my vacation got. Switched around and I got moved around and stuff like that at work, so that's not happening. Um, but it's you know, They Live is one of my favorite movies of all time. I watched uh, Big Trouble in Little China, nice, and um, and I followed it up with The Thing because you know the thing, the thing is you know, it's just, and, that, and you know when when they remade it and the new one came out, I was just sort of like, oh, I'm sort of excited for this because I love the original, <laughs> and. I went back and watched the original, and I was happy again. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's pretty much exactly yeah. what happened to us. So it's and and I and I and I understand how they try to make you know new movies, newer versions, better technology, and it nothing will just nothing will beat the originals. You know? and uh, I actually watched uh, after that. I watched Police Academy just sort of <laughs> to you know this is beautiful. just just to lighten it up a little bit. So I had I had a wonderful week uh, with awesome movies. Yeah. Uh, you know, got my relaxation in and everything. Um, and then I've been watching, what is it, on TNT Falling Skies. Mm. Uh, I like that show a lot. I've watched it since the beginning, since it premiered. So that's just sort of one of those shows that I've tried to get people into. And all of the marketing for it's really cool. Is that oh, the yeah. Noah Wiley one? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Dr. Carter? Yeah. Yes. It's, it's something that people should watch and yes the marketing's fantastic for it and all the stills they release are awesome oh yeah and, I'm and, like, and it's a good sh- it's a good show too it's sort of got you know a walking dead feel to it but a little less dramatic uh than the walking dead it's got uh a great cast um and it's it's just fantastic it's like you know minus zombies add aliens people isn't are, will patton on that show? Will oh. on that show will Patton's awesome I'm, I'm down. So, yeah, it's it's definitely something if you ever have, like, you know, spare time. They just released, or renewed it for fifth and final season. So, you know, cool. five seasons, it's not bad, but uh, basically everything I've been watching. Had a lot of 80s. Yeah. 80s going yeah, 80s. Dude, I'm going to watch Tango and Cash tonight. Yeah. Like, it's going to happen. As someone whose life is basically an 80s kick, this is pleasing. <laughs> yeah. it's so I can hear. combine the Rocky with the Kurt Russell, you know, yeah. and just, yeah. It's good. Got a little bit of everything. My next thing on my docket is Escape from New York. Nice. Hell Escape yeah. from LA. I was going to try to watch them back to back when I have time. <laughs> Listen, I I love Escape from New York and Escape from LA. It's one of those movies that you just watch and you're just sort of like, well, that happens. It's like Deep Blue Sea. Yeah. I can't <laughs> not watch it when it's on TV. <laughs> Escape from LA does have one scene that's absolutely amazing. Yeah. And I was like, the first time I saw the movie, I was like, this movie's terrible, but that was awesome. Because, <laughs> you know, I've been, I've been such a John Carpenter fan, like, my entire life, and uh, Escape from New York is one of the ones that I had never really, like, put the time and effort towards watching. Like, I, you know, I've seen, like I said, Big Trouble in Little China and all all the wonderful movies that he's made, and I finally got to see it when uh, the main art theater did it at midnight, mm. like, last year. Oh, that's sweet. And so that was even a better time to watch it with, yeah. you know, a bunch of people who also appreciate John Carpenter. So, Tim was there with you. Oh, he was? Yeah. Yeah, I, I watched it with uh, Dan Preeby, who uh, actually does the podcast that we do. Hopefully it's coming back soon. Working title podcast. Working title podcast. Hopefully soon. Uh, but yeah, that wraps up what I've been watching. All right. Um, I did a fair amount of watching shit on the plane to and from Japan. I watched four movies on the way there. Well, yeah, basically four. 
Uh, Jason Bateman's uh, Bad Words he wrote and direct or he directed and starred in was quite good. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, I watched Enough Said with Gandolfini and uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus, which was also very good. It was cool to see him play against type and like it was just an interesting it was an interesting movie and I enjoyed it quite a bit. I watched Jack Reacher, which was awesome, yes, ridiculously good. Dude Ferner. Amazing. I think between Edge of Tomorrow and Jack Reacher, all of my Tom Cruise stigma has just been washed Get away. It. It's 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 gone. Now. Get it. So now, now I think Willie it's... just needs a high five. We'll wait for the right time. <laughs> now now it's time for uh, I need to rewatch Oblivion and see if I'm open to it anymore. Probably not, Ooh. but we'll see. Um, and I tried to watch uh, Delivery Man with Vince Vaughn. It was I fell asleep. I fell asleep on a plane, which is not I can never fall asleep on a plane. But I did watching Delivery Man. The movie tries to be way too serious. Like, there's... Uh, I, I don't even want to get into it. I kind of like that one. I'm not going to lie. It's so tonally strange. It doesn't make any... There's, like, drug overdoses that occur and, like, disabled children that... It's... Mm. I think I went in expecting that a little bit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know through what? I know that's crazy. How? Just go through I, every movie expecting I, to see the. Children. I thought for I, like I went into it thinking like okay they're gonna like this is gonna be a lot more like heart heartfelt than I you know because it doesn't seem like the kind of movie where it's either like oh I got kids everywhere you know, <laughs> you know? I would understand that was heartfelt. I would understand heartfelt, but it felt so much more extremely like. Down oh, than heartfelt. It was super. No, not, not even like sad. Like I would sappy's fine, but this is like you're. If you have a comedy and somebody has a drug overdose in it, you're probably doing it wrong <laughs> for the most part. Drug overdose. Can be I mean, there's probably exceptions. I'm not gonna lie, yeah, but maybe. if I never mind. This is way too much, <laughs> too much time, time on, delivery, on delivery man. I didn't like it that much. I have finished season one of Halt and Catch Fire. It's amazing, as Nick said. Please go check it out. I hope it gets a second season. I would really, really love that. And uh, I watched all of season one of Fargo. It's an awesome show. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculously good. Oh, yeah. And it kind of has me intrigued for the 12 Monkeys show that we're going to get, which is basically in the same vein of, like, maybe it's in the same universe as the movie, but it doesn't really matter because oh. it's completely different people. Like, it's... Weird. It's it's crazy, Sweet. but anyway, check those out. Uh, I think that's everything for the most part that I've watched. I watched thirty seconds of Japanese TV and I had no clue what was going on, and I turned it off. <laughs> that was like the first night that I got there. So, on to our review of Guardians of the Galaxy, directed by James Gunn, uh, starring Chris Pratt, Vin Diesel, Bradley Cooper. Uh, Zoe Saldana, Dave Bautista, Lee Pace, Michael Rucker, and a million people. Um, the IMDb synopsis says, Light years from Earth, 26 years after being abducted, Peter Quill finds himself the prime target of a manhunt after discovering an orb wanted by Ronan the Accuser. That's hilarious. They just changed the synopsis. Really? Like, a couple days ago, it said, American pilot Peter Quill is... <laughs> it was still, like, the really, really, really old one. Like, the one based off of the comics. Basically, yeah. yeah. Um, so... Oh my god, some, some... Ronan the Accuser is in an IMDb <laughs> How are we not all exploding right this now? This is basically as good as having, uh, uh, Robert Redford say, Hail Hydra. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Spoiler alert, but never mind. Whatever. Who cares? Uh, it's so... in a different movie. It's in, uh, okay. it's in Our Man. <laughs> Our Man, yes. All is lost. He says Which Hail Hydra. literally a Hydra, and he sees it, and he's like, Hail Hydra, because he needs a ride. <laughs> 
All right. He hails a Hydra. It doesn't work out for him. I don't think we need much of a preamble. This is a movie we've been talking about since we started the podcast yeah. two years ago. Mm-hmm. We've all been looking forward to, forward to it very, very much. Um, I think we're all fans of James Gunn. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you can listen to our review of Slither. Willie and John and Tim's review of Slither a few weeks ago. Me and my dead crew. <laughs> but, anyway. Guardians of the Galaxy. Willie, how'd you feel? I loved it. It was great. I mean, beginning to end. The, 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 there's... <sighs> like James Gunn creates a universe in this movie and that's something that like world building is something that is hard to do even in a minuscule level yeah this guy builds at, like multiple worlds every character is interesting I want to know more about everybody in this movie like every place they travel to is fascinating and there's about a billion things to look at but it's not busy it's not like you're you're like it's not Michael Bay Transformers where there's too much shit flying at you no I'm just saying it's true it's not there's 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 a there's a ton of stuff going on but you're like you're interested in everything that's I'm sorry we're at like week 70 of Michael no, Bay Transformers until crap. it's until I don't have to look at it on that list anymore it's gonna get shit on alright please continue um, oh, it's gonna get shit on forever though. yes thank you um it just everything like everything in this movie is super super interesting and super cool visually uh i mean the characters are are fleshed out both through exposition and through action and like they intertwine those two ways of establishing and building on these characters so well and i think it's really hard to do like you've got a whole team of characters that not only is the general public probably not going to know much if anything about Mm -hmm. but a lot of even comic book fans probably don't know a ton about i mean i I don't this isn't like a huge regarding this version of guardians of the galaxy wasn't around that long no and it had a cult following and i think it's grown since then but it's gonna be bigger now yeah it is but people read the comic now (laughs) and just sort of to interject it's it's funny because i was just at time travelers it's a store in berkeley Mm -hmm. and i go there all the time every wednesday for the new comics and everything like that and and I saw that they had a first appearance of Guardian, you know, of Guardians of the Galaxy from you know early seventies, late sixties, and I, you know, I couldn't see the price tag. I was like, oh, I want to see how much that is. It is, you know, the first appearance in decent condition is going for like five hundred dollars right now. Yeah. Um, this one was in like more of like a finer condition, so it was at two fifty. And it's just funny because Mike, the owner, was telling me how, like two years ago, that comic you could have bought was, it for five dollars. Yeah, yeah, that comic was yeah. going for like twenty bucks, twenty to forty bucks, depending on the condition. So it's just sort of funny how things can oh totally be ridiculous. Like he has a Avengers number one, and that has always been at you know right. it's it's in really shitty condition, but it's at seven hundred dollars. You know, so it's just sort of it's it's interesting how the comic world can <clears throat> multiply first editions like Walking Dead oh, number it's amazing, one and everything yeah. like that. You know, oh, once yeah. once the general population, not you know, set aside the comic book nerds, once the general population finds out about something though, like, we must have it. Yeah. And it was it's just interesting. I wanted to buy it so bad, but I have I, have, I don't have that money. I have a copy of every single comic that Star Lord has ever been in. Like all <laughs> the old ones from the seventies. I have every single one, like from then, first print, except for the origin one. 
And it was always the last one I said I was going to buy because it was a little bit more expensive. This was like two and a half years ago. I was like now getting all five. these. <laughs> and the Origin at the time would go for like, it was like 15 to like $25. Yeah. But I was like a broke-ass post-college kid and just couldn't get it. Yeah. At the time, I was always like, oh, this one, this guy's got it for 30 bucks, and it's like a 9.1. I should get it. And I remember getting it all the time. I was like, eh, nah. and now, never. Because nope. it's it's shot up to like $175, like a decent condition one. Yeah. And yeah. it's just hilarious. I have every single one except that one. I got Star-Lord's first first breakout appearance yeah the marvel pv4 yeah. you do i do oh yeah. man you dog that's awesome <laughs> I, I it was it was at a time when so you're ebay seller my little pony thing uh, I, I, well i don't like to you know announce that my ebay tag but uh it's not uh no it was just sort of it was interesting because you can find things crazy like this it's totally off topic but when you look for like comics and stuff like that garage sales Oh yeah, I for found sure. it at a garage mm. sale with Nova number one, you know, Rich Rider, Dang. like, and I bought them for not even not under five dollars, I think. That's awesome. And now you know, and they're in decent condition. It's not like they're you know nine point one. Oh, it doesn't 10. matter. It's, it's just cool it's, to have. You know, it's at this. Mm-hmm. It's I would say more like closer to the five range, but <laughs> still, you know, it's something that you pay like next to nothing and still sells for you know forty bucks pop. Yeah, so. It's, yeah. Those are definitely awesome. It's it, I, I've I've talked with Mike, the guy before, and the, the owner of the store, and he's he's hilarious. said that before that that like these movies absolutely have helped his business yeah, totally exponentially oh, totally. Yeah. But um, so anyway, speaking of comics, it the Marvel Cosmic stuff I kind of want to talk a little bit about. I got into that because of a storyline from 2004 called Annihilation, mm-hmm. which is kind of they they kind of Marvel was kind of ignoring their cosmic side of things, their Silver Surfers, their Novas, their uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, all the characters from Guardians of the Galaxy, that kind of thing. And they came back um, in a big way in that series. And I had never really read a ton of Marvel Cosmic stuff. I was always into Avengers or X-Men or, you know. Yeah. Um, and I read this thing and I was just, Jesus, like, <laughs> this is so good. All of this destruction, <clears throat> all of this annihilation. It's amazing. Yeah. And um, so I was, I mean, when they, when they, I th- Nick got into it right around the same time I did. And so we would talk about it back and forth and stuff. And I think, like, I'm sure at some point we were like, what if they made a movie of this? Like, how amazing would that be? Oh, yeah. I think we've had, had conversations several, some like points, that. Yeah. And the fact that we're getting a Guardians of the Galaxy movie and that it's making, it's, it's br- the, the August opening record is broken by Shattered. a movie starring Rocket Raccoon. What yeah. a great fucking world we're living in at this moment when it comes to movies. Yeah. Like, it makes me so happy. But anyway, I, I, I love the fact that now we can... Marvel's gonna have hopefully have the guts to really just do what they want to do mm-hmm. because if this if they can make this work to the extent it's already started to like it's already working then I mean then they can make Ant Man uh, uh. then then I mean honestly there's not much they can't do I mean I don't think there's gonna be a Squirrel Girl soon. movie anytime soon but you know Midwest maybe, Avengers <laughs> boom Great Lakes 2019 Avengers. yeah Great Lakes oh, man, excuse me Flatman um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. But no, I, I Mr. Immortal. I love that guy. Mr. Um, Manfactus. Manfactus. <laughs> um, but no, it just it, and, and this this movie does such a good job of when, when it comes to building that universe. It does such a good job of kind of showing off these peripheral characters like the Collector yeah. and um, who doesn't have a you know might not have a huge role in the movie. He's important in the movie. He's not on, in, on screen constantly, mm-hmm. but you know that they're planting seeds for things. To come, yeah, and, and they're not they're not winking and not. This isn't Iron Man two where they're like, here's <laughs> stuff that's happening. It's not it's not a commercial for yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy two for Avengers three. Thank God, it's its own movie and it's very much 
it's very self-contained. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to get a sequel, yes. But if you want to sit down and watch this one by itself, it's perfect. I think um, they've learned their lesson in that. Absolutely. Point. But it, it could have gone that way, and it didn't. They Instead, they found a way to um, drop characters or drop hints towards characters or, you know, mention things... Um, you know artifacts that exist yeah. in the Marvel universe that can just branch out into so many different directions. It's just, it's so cool. And as a Marvel fan, as a as a Marvel fan, I think it makes it even cooler. Yeah. Because you like being aware of all this stuff going into it, and then seeing it on screen is just mm-hmm. so cool. You know, and I think it's for for people that are just kind of stepping in to go see the movie for the weekend, they're going to probably want to know what's that about or what's that about. So I it's it's a fantastic movie. I I think its biggest biggest fault out of like the two or three faults I can really think about would be it does fall a little bit into the Marvel Studios kind of boring villain routine. Okay. Not the performances of the villains, yeah. but I didn't think that they were We could have gotten more out of them. There could have, I, I think the, there could have been more depth to, yeah. the, to the villains. And that's a little bit of a disappointment, but we'll get into that in spoiler Terry, So Okay. Yeah. Nick, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, man. Was this your number one? This was. was this is this... my number one for two years. Behind Cap. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is probably the first time, uh, not the first time, but certainly in a small amount of times that my number one most anticipated movie of the year has met, nay, exceeded <laughs> my expectations. It, uh, it's very, very, very good on every front. It's just, it totally... Speaking of you know your life being an '80s kick, <laughs> it it hits all those beats that all the great like adventure films of the '80s had, and the reason people always talk about Raiders of the Lost Ark as that great example of just a what an action adventure should be is it's funny, it's got compelling characters from top to bottom, it's got romance, well this one a little bit, um, it's got just great action set pieces, uh, great just great storytelling like Mm -hmm. it's pathetic how bad this movie makes other movies of today look because this it's just told so well yeah and james gunn made an origin story without telling anybody's origin with the exception of peter yeah that's it because he's just a a smart guy i think and he like loves those movies and goes what did these movies do so well oh they didn't spell everything out for you like, here's these characters, and they're going to talk a little bit about who they are, but through their actions and through how they react to the other people, and even just by sight, you'll understand something about them and learn some of their story and be able to just do the things that human brains should be able to do and infer things and put things together on your own. And it's just so impressive on that front alone that you're you're just... He casts that line out right at the beginning of the movie and hooks you and just pulls you straight through with a nice steady momentum the whole time mm-hmm. the movie never slows down but it never feels like a dead sprint either where you're you're struggling to catch your breath like the dark knight sometimes felt you know it just the pacing of it is unbelievably smooth <clears throat> performances are phenomenal uh the the all of the visuals are just incredible i mean the number of little sounds that escaped from my mouth <laughs> during several sights during this movie were just pure reactions just like oh my god that looks amazing and it's just, it's a blast. It's a lot of fun. The act, and again, the action, I just can't emphasize it enough, is so good. It's just a, it's just a blast to watch. Um, the, only, the only downsides I can think are what Willie said about... There, there, are, there are at least two Marvel Studios 
bad habits this movie falls into, I think. One being the underdevelopment of the villain. Mm -hmm. Two being that the score sounds like all of the other Marvel movie scores just kind of remixed a little bit. Mm. Like, the the main theme in Guardians (laughs) of the Galaxy sounds like Avengers crossed with, like, Captain America. Like, they all sound the same to me now to the point where I'm like, Fortunately, the source music in this movie is so good and so integral to the movie that it makes up for it. Uh, but they need a new comp- composer. They need to stop hiring the same guy for every single. Well, this guy movie. was different from Brian Tyler, who's done like every. This other is Marvel. Tyler. This Bates. is Tyler Bates, who's yeah. done like every other one that Brian Tyler didn't do. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. But yeah, alternating. Yeah, basically. Um, you like your sound, so let's stick with it. <laughs> <laughs> and you're Tyler's cheap. in your name, like that other guy. <laughs> <laughs> we like that. Tyler and Tyler. Um, T B They only hire actors named Chris and they only hire <laughs> composers named Tyler. Tyler True, pretty much. Yep. Um I think the Lead guy, Chris, check. <laughs> composer Good. Tyler. Good man. Check. Uh there's not a ton more constructive I can say about it, I guess, without getting into spoilers, but I think that the the movie hit a lot of notes for me personally the second time around that I didn't realize it hit the sec- the first Speaking time. Speaking of composer, I'm sorry. And um <laughs> What? Nothing. <laughs> Hit notes, composing. Ah, yes. Got Pause it. for crickets, though. Okay, hold for crickets. Humor is different in Japan, Everybody. guys. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's funny when you're an American in Japan. Yes. They all just laugh at you. Oh, yeah, you know. all right. Yeah. Well, anyway. Uh, but yeah, it, it was. It's it's very very good. I would say it's definitely the best movie I've seen this year, and uh, very excited to see what comes next for for the team and for the movie and I don't envy the task that lies ahead of all of them mm-hmm. because this is a hell of a of a start yeah so yeah. we should clarify you haven't seen Lucy yet yeah, it's true okay. I'm waiting this, so this could be the second best movie of the year behind right. the movie that traveled forward in time 15 years <laughs> Lucy alright Alec your um, thoughts well I mean it's just to back up uh, Willie and Nick it's like literally a yeah, this is this is the movie that I've been waiting for. Um, I would definitely say the, the second most anticipated movie of future releases. Mine, well, now it was my number one uh, after finding out Edgar Wright is not mm, doing Ant Man anymore. Exactly. I don't want to get into that because I'll be talking for <laughs> hours of anger uh, against Disney uh, and Marvel. Uh, but it, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy. It really uh, it brought the inner child out in me. Uh, there was times where I was just so giddy watching it um and times where i literally you know wanted to cry mm-hmm. it was so awesome um and and definitely uh definitely a perk of working at a movie theater i saw it twice before it even opened <laughs> um i hate you <laughs> and uh, the next time i see it will be my fourth time so uh which hopefully will be pretty soon um it is just one of those movies and i don't have to pay that's another thing <laughs> uh it's it's one of those things too and um which is something that I'll speak out a little bit more in uh, spoilers when we go on, is the ending sequence. That you guys have all seen it. Uh, I didn't get that the first time I watched it, because they waited for uh, the release date. Um, and luckily, with the employee screenings, we got it. Um, and it was just sort of one of those things where I stood up and I was just like, full circle! <laughs> uh, you know, at least from you know the perspective from there to now. Um, but it it really, you know... and. See, I to me at least, I didn't have that much of a problem with the villains. I can see where you guys came from on that. Um, definitely, that's a huge Marvel thing where they don't develop. It's always more about the superhero. Mm-hmm. 
that's what you know makes the money. Is and, the and it should be. It shouldn't be Michael Keaton Batman where Jack Nicholson is first billed and basically owning the movie. That's oh, not yeah. the way. It's it should true. not be that way. Unless but, Lee Pace is your villain. In yes, and, and that's, that's actually what I was going to bring up. I, I, you know, as a fan of the comic books and as a fan of just the Marvel Cinematic Universe as a whole, uh, I, I would have loved to see a deeper story behind uh, you know Ronan, except for you know the very little that it was given um i still thought that lee pace did a fantastic job as uh ronan the accuser um it's it really <laughs> it's just one of those things where you're yeah i i don't have words to describe it it's one of those <laughs> movies where you're just like you come out and you're just like that was perfect you're gonna go to you like know? a really good dinner I'm like, yeah. i was in you're like it was great yeah hey, tell like, me about it no? hit the spot it was yeah. great yeah. yeah you know you come Completely out you're just satisfied. sort of like yeah there's there's nothing you know no piece of you that's not left, you know, unsatisfied. And I uh, really can't say much else about it. It's It was fantastic to me. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Uh, I loved the movie very, very, very much. It's probably my favorite Marvel movie. Um, I, I'm still judging whether or not I feel like Cap 2 is a better movie overall. But suffice it to say, I absolutely love this movie. It hits the sci-fi bone that I have, and therefore it's that's why it's my favorite compared to every all, all the other ones. Um, I'm really, really happy that it appears that Marvel and James Gunn just they agreed, and Marvel was like, "James, do what you want to do. You've got all the no- like you understand where we want to head with this." Mm-hmm. I'm glad that he got to make the movie that he made. That he you know he he wrote this great like long like. Thank you to everybody uh, letter that was basically just like, you got to see the ideas that I had in my head. There's, it's very, he's like, it's very, it's not very often that the things that I thought of and wrote down on page are exactly what you see in the movie, but this is a movie where that's the case. And that's awesome. That's fantastic because it turned out really, really, really well for them. Um, there's really not a whole lot for me to complain about except for things that were already said. We'll get into it in spoiler Terry. But, um, it's one of the most beautiful movies that I've ever seen in both visuals and just in general. I was a little bit emotionally tender from the, uh, from the interstellar trailer that I heard one or two lines of, even though I had my fingers in my ears and my eyes closed. I actually had tears in my face. Nick saw the tears in my face after just hearing like half of a line for interstellar. It was just... It's always been endearing, but this was downright weird. It, no, it was, <laughs> You're it, uncomfortable. It, it, it happened, which was it was strange for me. But then the movie opens up with this prologue that's just so like it it hits your heart really, really like right on right on on spot. And then just the whole rest of the movie, I I, I did have tears. There were Alex's tears during the movie as well. So, um, yeah, very happy with everything. Um, I, I can agree with the composer notes. I think it's time to start changing it up. Yeah. Uh, I think some of the most iconic stuff that we got was from, like, Alan Silvestri for, like, the first Captain America. And then other than that, we've got an Iron Man theme and an Avengers theme. And it's... Usually the main theme is interesting. I mean, they're, they're, all superhero themes are kind of similar. Because yeah. they need you... They want to make you feel that same... They want to be majestic. Know, feeling, which is, I understand, but... Typically, the score overall is to Nick's totally right. They're just kind of like they're there. Yeah, you know. Yeah, there's a couple moments in the first Thor score that I think you and I both like, Nick. The Thor, I think the the Thor score is the strongest of all yeah. the movies by and far because it fits that, the that character one, in it. That yeah. one's he came, they came up with a really great theme for that one yeah. that that totally fits. Yeah, yeah for sure. 
anyway. Yeah, and I love the movie. Go check it out. We all want you to check it out. Another smart sci-fi movie. Another smart sci-fi movie. Yay! Which is, well, I mean, smart might not be the right word. No, it's but... smart. <laughs> which it's movie? Smart. Uh, this one. Mm, yeah, yeah. Smart, I mean, it's smart in that the movie's smart, but the people aren't smart. Always. It dep- anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Go check it out. We will uh, take a quick break and head right into spoiler territory. Here we are in spoiler territory for Guardians of the Galaxy. Alec, how about some Howard the Duck discussion? Alrighty. Um, so, first of all, when I first saw the movie, it was for a free screening at uh, Imagine, where I work. And uh, James Gunn had decided to leave out the ending, is what he was saying in most of the interviews. Um, and I think that's happened with a lot of the Marvel releases as well. Yeah, so we, we didn't get to see it, and it was really fun at the end of the movie. Even though it was a fantastic movie, everybody in the audience booed for like two minutes straight. They were <laughs> like, this is bullshit, where's the end scene? Like, that's all they came to see. Wow. And, uh, I mean, I was, I, I they clapped for like a little bit. I was still clapping while they were booing, uh... But so I, I didn't get to see it originally, and then we had one of our employee screenings, and uh, I saw it, and I immediately, I immediately like stood up and was like, "Oh my god, was that fucking Howard the Duck?" <laughs> I actually made the projectionist run upstairs and rewind it and play it a couple more times, um, and it, it was just one of those things where, you know, by the end of watching it a couple of times, I just sort of screamed full circle, and one of the other projectionists I work with, uh, for some weird reason, loves the original Howard the Duck movie. Um, I mean, I've, I've watched it, you know, I liked it when I was a kid, Yeah. but it's just sort of one of those movies that came out that was just such a, such a big bomb, which really pushed the Marvel universe, uh, as is back a little <laughs> yeah. bit. Um, I have a soft spot for that one. I, me, me I too. Really do. And, and, and when I, when I originally saw it, I was just sort of like, like, yes, like, and, and then immediately, you know, I took to the internet afterwards and started reading articles as, you know, as more people watched it and, you know, how the internet as a whole automatically thinks they're going to remake Howard the Duck. Which is the- it's going to be a movie. It's coming out. And then there's like all these estimated dates and stuff like that. And, and I'm just it's like, not happening. it's no, one of the 2018 it's, it's dates. It was, it was, yeah, it, I, to me, I thought that it was more of a James Gunn sort of tribute to what started out the universe yeah. and what has, you know, in a, in a sense, not wrapped up the universe, but what it is, you know, what it's come to. And, uh, I, I appreciated it. I, I loved it. You know, it's just a little fun scene, just like the shawarma scene at the end. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just one of those things where I just, you, you, you are a fan for so long and then you just, the tiniest things can make you just giddy as all hell. And, uh, yeah, I we literally me and two of the projectionists because we had like twenty people at this screening. We literally stood outside of our building for almost an hour and a half afterwards, literally just talking about <laughs> the end credit yeah. scene. Um, so it was it was something that really touched me at heart, and it was awesome. Uh, I really uh, I really moving away from Howard the Duck. I really uh, I really dug uh, uh, Josh Brolin as uh, Thanos. I. Uh, when I first, because I thought it was going to be another like little, you know, sort of side of the face, you know, the yeah. rock chair, you know, just sort of glance. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Thanos sits on Dwayne Johnson yeah. as a throne. Yeah. <laughs> Holds him up. Holds him up. Uh, but you know, it's just sort of it was awesome to see that he had a bigger role, and I'm excited to see what he does in the Marvel universe, um, especially 
pushing forward with you know possible Infinity Gauntlet movie, mm-hmm. uh, you know, along the lines of that, and it, it was it was amazing to me to see how far just the mo- the series as a as a whole as you know from the first Iron Man to previous Marvel movies that you know weren't great like you know the nineties Captain America yeah uh, it, you know just how far it's come and it's just it's very it's it's awesome it's just it's one of those things that you don't have the words to describe um really to me i you know along with the spoilers it was a lot of it it was a lot of stuff as a fan of the comic books i enjoyed watching um you know enjoyed reading things that i knew um so i i don't really have anything else really to touch on it's, you know the howard the duck thing was like my favorite just little you know sneak in there I think of all time. I think it's my favorite after credit scene of all time. Well, I feel like it's the most natural place that we could fit Howard the Duck into oh, the totally. Marvel Cinematic the, Universe. You know, with the collector. Yeah. Why totally. are you letting him lick your face like that? Yeah. You know, just, just, just drinking a cocktail. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it, it was, was good. it was fantastic. It's N- my spoilers. Nick, spoiler Terry. Um. I can't gush enough about everything Star Lord in this movie. Yeah. Like as a as a ridiculously unfounded Star Lord super fan before this movie came out, uh, I was completely satisfied with everything about uh, his character. Different from the comics, uh, over, overall not overall, but in in many ways, but in keeping with the spirit of the character, um, the design that the mask was just. Uh, unbelievably cool and it got so much more time in the movie than I thought it was going to mm-hmm. and I was really pleased by that and I hope that maybe we can see maybe Thor with his helmet for a little bit longer in the future and like Iron Man and not popping open the mask all the time <laughs> to talk to people and uh, you know those kind of things it was it was cool to see the iconic piece of the characters like appearance you know, throughout the movie it was mm-hmm. very neat and then it had so many practical applications too throughout the movie um <clears throat> Drax, I absolutely loved. Mm-hmm. I, he was really probably the breakout character, I think. Uh, I don't know if that's because all of our expectations were, were relatively low in terms of the actor. We were like, he's going to be good. But like, I remember dissuading Gojo's fears. He was super nervous because he loves Drax. Yeah. And I was like, he's going to be really good. After we saw Riddick, I was like, he's going to be really good because he was funny in Riddick. Mm-hmm. He was very yeah. enjoyable. But he was even better in this. And uh, his first, like I said to you last night, Alex, his first scene is really rocky. I think that's the first scene they shot with him. Yeah. Because his acting is pretty bad in several parts. But as the movie progresses, it seems like he, he had got a lot more of what was going on. And I remember him saying, he was such a humble guy during the whole process. He was like, well, he's so happy for his castmates. They were helping him work on his dialogue and his scenes and teaching him how to be more natural. And he was so into the process. And uh, I think it showed in his performance that he really treated it with a lot of care and wanted to do the best he could. Yeah. Um, Rocket was 100% perfect. There's really nothing more to be said. Bradley Cooper crushed it. Yes, he did. Uh, Grand Slam. Uh, Zoe Saldana was the one that I was kind of eh about, and I'm still kind of eh about. And it's it's through no fault of her own at this point. I think was she, was, she was pretty underwritten. Yeah. She's a little depowered. Well, she's actually a lot depowered. So is Drax, though. I want Drax to be full-blown, like, punching holes through people ability in the sequel and i think that a lot of drax fighting got left on the cutting room floor because there's a lot of bits in the trailer that just aren't in the movie mm-hmm. um but gamora was good i want her to be a little bit more of a bitch maybe it's too late now because she softened up a lot in this movie but just very quickly yeah and i think that there's probably the potential for how long is this movie like two hours and like five minutes or something like like two hours and one minute yeah, two hours it's right there yep. if there was like a two hour and like 15 minute cut of this movie i think it would be better just a little bit of meat here and there 
they kind of buff some of the characters it up a little bit too i think and yeah, yeah. Th- yeah just right on into that <clears throat> the potential for ronin is so huge because of his who he is in the source material mm-hmm. is such a great character and so interesting because he's driven purely by this objective and he'll do good things bad things bit of both in pursuit of his goal and in the movie they kind of kept with that where he was like driven to get revenge for what happened to the Kree but I wish that they had made him and Drax more like like almost like uh, analogous of each other with with with, yeah with parallel objectives Mm -hmm. and I wish that they had both figured out eventually that Thanos was the common enemy for both. I really, really desperately wanted face a turn. Ronin face turn in this movie. I wanted, by the end of the movie, Ronin to be like, we should work together. Or for them to be... And, and like you said, if, if Peter had won him over with, with the dance-off and made him realize... If listening to Ooh Child had made Ronin be like, you're right. <laughs> like, honestly, things are going to get better. Like the, way, the way that Lee Pace delivers those lines is Ronin when, when Chris Pratt starts dancing in front of him. I, it's it, bewilderment. It, it feels like he's just straight like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. And it's almost like he could have just been like, I need to be with you guys. <laughs> like it, 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 like he would just snap out of it? Exactly, yeah. The problem is, yeah, they, he had gone way too far by that exactly. point. Exactly. Like, and I, I appreciate Marvel's goal to make the baddest bad guy they could. He's kind of like the bad guy from like Temple of Doom, where yeah. he has no motivation, You don't, or very minimal. He's just so he's bad, and you're like, yeah, I killed that guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So for... for Pure like cinematic popcorn. Uh, Ronan was awesome for that because he's just like he's just a force of bad to root against. But knowing the potential that's there for like a future ally and like somebody who has maybe a little bit more to do than just be bad guy for this movie, mm-hmm. uh, I'm a little bummed out. Yeah. And like everyone's saying, oh, he was he was zapped by a reality uh, by an infinite infinity gem. He could come back. I'm like, yeah, that's true. And I actually would totally not be opposed to it at all. Like the same with Red Skull drops out of the sky, and so does. A fucking Ronan with him, I'd be like, down. <laughs> I said that Ronan and Thor should square off. Should have a hammer, hammer, off. hammer. That'd be great. That'd yeah. be amazing. But uh, yeah, he was still very good. I mean, Lee Pace was probably my favorite. He's probably my, was my favorite Marvel villain because he just took it so far, and his design was so cool, and all the lighting of him in every scene was amazing. Just totally. those purple eyes, just piercing out through everything. Really, really awesome stuff. Uh, the movie's theme <clears throat> for me about like kind of that character uh, that Peter Quill is who's the guy who has trouble trusting people and and forming real relationships with people. I mean, all the characters are kind of that way. But that final scene with the gem where everybody is is grabbing onto him to help him shoulder his load is just absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Visually, I mean, it was it was incredible this like purple maelstrom that's swirling around was so cool. It kind of it kind of um mirrors the the in the second Thor movie, the red, yeah, which, which I thought was cool because they're both. I mean, they're both. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Infinity Gem. That was neat. Anyway, yeah. and uh, the the mirroring there, the the moment when Peter's mom drops in place there, and he's finally closing off that wound was just excellent. Yeah. And there was there was a lot of depth to to every character in this movie. They each had their own little moment uh, where you're kind of like, ooh, ooh what's, that, what's that feeling? Yeah, in my chest. It's, Feels like sadness. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the Grinch. Like Drax's line about how he's he's finally ready to die with him, and he's like, "I will be with my wife and child again." I was like, "Woo, that's yeah. good." And then every character has that kind of moment where mm-hmm. you're like, "Man, these these guys are experiencing something here that they've never experienced before." It's very very cool. The fact that again, James Gunn was able to do this tightrope walk between 
the sweet and the and the funny and the it's just the weird. phenomenal. Yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely the line that got me was "We are Groot." We are Groot. Oh, yeah. yeah, that that one was sort of like oh. It was near, near I like tears. like when you're when, like when you're sitting around all your coworkers and you're the boss and you're just like oh, god damn it yeah, hiding, hiding <laughs> your face can cry like you and know at the next employee things. meeting he was guys we are group we are group yeah you yeah know, kind of get team real. building yeah exactly there's no I in we are group <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's no I in group yeah I yeah I my the Alex's tears moment. I think the biggest one, like the, I had tears in my eyes when Rocket was just bawling his eyes out with Groot in pieces. That was, I, James Gunn made me want to cry at an animated raccoon, which is insane. And then the animal, all the animal lovers in the world that have seen it are the ones that reacted the most strongly to Groot and Rocket. Yeah. <clears throat> and then uh, the the quick snap of of Peter's mother that you were speaking about, mm-hmm. Peter's universe moment, as we call it, mm-hmm. where where. You know, uh, Gamora holds out her hand and it snaps into Peter's mouth. That was all the feelings like channeled through me at that point. It was pretty amazing. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we should mention the uh, Groot like smashing all of the people <laughs> in the tunnel. Yeah, the Hulk. Yeah, and then Peter glances back at Drax, like like almost like, oh my god, are you seeing this? And Drax almost has that look on his face, and then he just beams the biggest smile you've seen him. <laughs> Dopiest, yeah. derpiest, yeah. cheesiest <laughs> smile. That smile was absolutely hilarious. It was and amazing. they crash through the, uh, the accuser ship. Yeah, and he's, he's just, just like, yeah! He's having the best yeah! time of his life. He's on a roller coaster. Yeah. yeah. So amazing. amazing. He, he was... Murderous. I mean, it, it can't be... I can't be. I can't say it enough how impressed I was by him. Yeah. Every every scene he was hilarious. Even when just like when they saw Korath and they were getting their fight and he just throws the knives. He's like, ah, just goes running <laughs> yeah. at him and just wants to like linebacker tackle him. And the wrestling move he did on the guy in the prison was hilarious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That whole scene was was hilarious. It it actually made me appreciate uh, uh, his character at Riddick like a lot yeah. more because when I originally saw it, I was just like oh, Dave Batista mm-hmm. Guardians. Scares me a little bit, and then just watching it puts all your fears just totally to rest. And I'm excited you know? to see how much better he'll be in the sequel. Oh, yeah. When he, Definitely. How they all will. They all fell pretty naturally into their roles, but it'll be cool to... The camaraderie on set was pretty evident in the... Yeah. Oh, they yeah. all seem to be having a really good time together. I'm impressed with how well they were able to establish the, the banter between Rocket and everybody, considering there was, like, probably... A stick with a tennis ball on Sean it. Was, yeah, Sean Gunn just sitting there. Yep, in a green screen suit. But to just suck him right out. Yeah, yeah. it was uh, it was interesting. Willie, you have any spoiler Terry? Um, I was areas? I don't know. I was really excited to see the Nova Corps and yes, the Nova super yes. fan. Yeah, you don't get to see obviously the full on you know uh, Nova, Nova Centurions yeah. or anything, but it's definitely as a huge fan of Nova. It was very exciting just to get a taste of that. And I'm not upset that he wasn't in it at all. I actually am glad he wasn't. Yeah. Um, this is the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, not the Nova movie. But I think he should be in a sequel. I think that they've left the door open with the relationship between uh, the Nova Corps. And I think that would be neat. It would be a good time to introduce him as a that. peripheral character. They, something something screen time-wise is like Yondu-ish. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Oh, Yondu. Well, How do we not talk about Yondu? Oh, yeah, Yondu for now. Gotta come back to Yandu. Yandu, Yandu's amazing. Yeah. Um, the I wanted things- to say Nick made a really good point along those lines and that maybe the second movie, like the Guardians have been picked up by the Nova Corps once again and they messed something up and they're like, now we have to give you a babysitter. And yeah, and that's, that was... It's Richard yeah, or something. Yeah, that was what I was kind of hoping, something along those lines, where he'd be there to keep an eye on things. Yeah. Um, he's kind of the straight lace. It'd be, it'd be funny if he was kind of dorky. Yeah. Like, he's kind of like too straight lace. He's like, you guys can't 
I'm on duty. I can't drink. Kind of like it's the cops in like Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, like yeah. Where he's and they're like, dude, loosen up, man. Yeah. Um, and then and in regards to the Howard the Duck thing, I just wanted to say the full circle thing you said is really funny because it actually came out the same date, August first, as the original Howard the Duck. That was kind of neat. Wow. Um, plus, it's a big f you to people who are sitting there thinking they were going to an Avengers trailer. It was so going to be Thanos. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> Thanos talking to Thanos everybody. saying, I'll be back in Avengers 3, please buy tickets. Um, <laughs> you can pre-order your tickets on Fandango. <laughs> um, Fandango? Fuck Fandango. Fandango. Um, Fandango. And then... Uh, Where's Tink Fandango here? No! <laughs> and then... um a dying breed. Gosh, what else was I going to say? Oh, the, the Collector's Museum, or whatever, his collection, mm-hmm. is like a treasure trove of Marvel Comics, like, Easter eggs. And I, I, I honestly, I think it's going to be like, on par with pausing Cabin in the Woods oh, yeah. uh, during scenes in that movie to see what's what's going what's, on. What's in the basement? Um, what's in I know. The I, I know. Howard is obviously there. Um, do you yeah. see him prior to the? Yes, scene? apparently you do. I didn't see him, but I've heard that he's there. Yeah, I, I read an article actually just today where they're like, "Oh yeah, you see him." And I'm just like, yeah, he's hey, you can't in the pause back. it. It's just like when you see Nathan Fillion, right? Yeah, and right. I. Still can't see him, even though I only see Lloyd Kaufman the entire time. Oh, Lloyd Kaufman! Yeah. I'm just like, yeah. oh, that's Lloyd that? Kaufman. Lloyd Kaufman was um, he's was the head of Troma uh, uh, Films, and he was kind of the mentor of James Gunn mm-hmm. throughout. Who like, is his, he in the movie? He is one. He's the, the old man prisoner who's like screaming at Gamora, and so he's kind of he's like totally a human, so he sticks out like a sore thumb. <laughs> uh, okay, oh, you have the crazy hair. Yes, yes. Okay. Whoever um, the guy was that guy. played the guy who wanted to kill Gamora, he was he was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was good. You know, you know this. You've seen this, right? Yeah, yeah everyone. <laughs> See, everyone knows. And then they, they, there's a there's a dark elf from Thor two in there in one of the boxes. Yep. There's a Chitauri in one of the boxes. I didn't see that. Um, there is one of the like, little wormy creature things from Slither in one of the boxes. That's apparently. funny. I did not see that, but apparently it's there. That's funny. The cocoon. Um, Adam Warlock's cocoon, which is apparently deflated after the credits. In the after credit sequence, the, the cocoon is deflated. naked somewhere. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and naked. That's sort of funny. It's because I got into a, uh, an argument with one of the workers at Time Travelers, and he's just like, he's like, I heard warlocks in it. I'm like, I did not see him. I because as from reading comics, I I felt like I would have been more of like a prominent, you know, like this is a big thing, right? And then it was just sort of like, and because I ended up reading that. Yes, that was his good. Technically, he is in it. It's just not, it's just yeah. not you know the prominent view that I thought I was going to witness. And he's right. just like, no, he's in it. And I'm li- like, I literally argue with this guy for like forty five minutes, and I'm just like, I stop the argument. I'm just like, I'm sorry, that's too much nerd for me today. I'm going home. <laughs> forty five minutes of pointless <laughs> argument is my yeah own. over <laughs> over a movie that I literally was just trying to tell him how awesome that's so it was. Funny. Um, but yeah, no, that's interesting that you said that because yeah. I was just sort of like. I thought that was, was cool. Yeah, it's a nice I, little I nod to like the fact that. that he could be out there or whatever. And if they do make it, when they make a sequel, he'd be a cool addition. Oh, and then uh, apparently Beta Ray Bill. Yeah. By the way, uh, there is a there's a guy like uh, like a, a like a dark like complexion alien like brown alien who's like hunched over and he's got a red cape dangling off the, off his back. It's supposed mm. to be Bill. Yeah, and he's like yeah. like down in like a fetal position type mm. thing. So I thought you'd like that. Hell yeah, that'd be that's awesome. But anyway, that was I'm sure there's a billion more, but I want he's got to be there. The crux of Thor three. Oh yeah. I want to know what happens. Like, are the is the uh, is the Infinity Gem from Thor two? Is it still around? Did it escape? Like, yeah, that's one of the things that I've heard people talk about is the fact that Thanos technically doesn't have any still. Uh, there's three of them out there, and one of them, you know, they were all in different places, but he doesn't have any. I don't know. I I, I will say this: the collector's exposition dump about Infinity Gems could have been so bad, but as a 
as a huge fan of that series and those plot devices, I was just like, oh, it was pretty God, cool. my it was brain me. can't handle it, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, his exposition, um, exposition dump, I think, was necessary because mm-hmm. the rest of the characters didn't know what was going on. Right, and, and it's cool because he's informing them and informing you at the same time, mm-hmm. so you're able to, I mean, <laughs> seriously, clearly most people who have any sort of brains in their head know who Thanos is in this universe, and Star-Lord doesn't, has no idea who he is, <laughs> which is great, because it fits with the characters clearly, like, just like, Ooh, He's just been bobbing around the galaxy for 20-some yeah. years and doesn't really pay attention yeah. to the... Yeah. I don't know. I, there were some really cool Easter eggs. I think this is probably the most Marvel Easter eggs we've had. Maybe, so. I'm definitely going to have to. I close tomorrow, so I'm definitely going to have to ask my projectionist to try to do play-by-play at the end of it. Yeah, <laughs> you can do that. Let us, frame let us frame, know yeah. if you see anything that, you know... Yeah, I definitely... Right uh, into the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, yeah, Feedback at MidwestFilmers.com. Because uh, that's, that's really interesting that you actually brought up the Warlock, because after that argument, I just feel like an asshole now. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the cocoon the second time, and, and, and I don't... I remember it looking different, but I was like, is it really deflated? Like, yeah. But apparently, like, everybody's like, no, it's deflated. I think you see, like, a fissure in it. Like, it's like been a break. cracked open and, like, yeah. kind of... Okay. Limply. And I've only seen it once, and it's so quick. There was—I was, I was looking for that specifically the second time. I was like, I'm looking exactly for the cocoon because yeah. I really want Adam Warlock to be in the sequel. Oh, I would—I would love that. Be I actually awesome. just picked up—it's uh, the Warlock Essentials, <laughs> so it's like all the key issues awesome. in one giant. Yeah, that's, that's sweet. So cool. And I got it for like next to nothing, like fourteen bucks or something like that. And it originally sells for like thirty nine ninety nine. Adam Warlock, dank, amazing. Um, Bargain shopping. <laughs> Comic book edition. Final thoughts, Yandu. Oh. So good. Amazing. Super cool update to a character. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and I'm Mike really glad he's still kicking around. Like, Yandu and Nebula, the fact that they're still out there, very it's awesome. It's neat. I want to oh, see yeah. them both back. They were both very good. Willem Dafoe is to Wes Anderson, Wes Anderson as uh, Michael Rooker is to James Gunn. I think James Gunn plays Michael Rooker like a fine instrument. It's oh, absolutely. insane yeah. how, like, I said to Nick, I was like, I don't even think they need to talk about things anymore. No. Like, James Gunn just hands them a, a script, and, and they're, they're just, psychic. They're good. There's, like, an actual yeah. link. And Every, Greg, Greg Henry was in this. Greg Henry, yes, awesome. Greg Henry was in yeah, the opening was, scene. I laughed as soon as I saw another him. Another James Gunn good luck charm. Yeah. So. He did a good job. He did. With his brief role. Totally. Alright. I think that's it. Yep. Any final thoughts? Go see it. Go yeah, see the movie. Go see it. Spend all your money. Or I'll yes. find you. <laughs> uh, as always, please check us out on Facebook by searching for Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at MFN Podcast. Write to us some feedback at feedback at MidwestFilmNerds.com. Uh, give us a call at 248-7335-MFN, which is 248-7335-636. And you can find all of our past episodes and full show notes with time codes on MidwestFilmNerds.com. Uh, it's good to be back, fellas. It is good to have you back. It's good good to have Nick back after such a long it time. It is. Summer vacation is almost over, and yes. school is going to be back in session once I am back on this podcast. Yes, again. yes. So prepare yourselves um, for film discovery. I don't know if I'm going to be on the, the Ninja Turtles episode. I don't know. I'm Nick, I assume you probably don't care. I don't care much, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't know. We don't know when that's going to be. Enough of us have seen it that we could do an early release, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know we if I want to cut the tail of our Guardians episode off or not in terms of downloads. So we will contemplate. In any event, you'll see something about Turtles at some point, and uh, I don't even know what the rest of the month looks like, but we'll, we'll get around Sin to City. it. Boyhood? Sin City. I want to do Boyhood. I would love to boyhood. do Boyhood. Um, I also still need to see Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, which oh you guys gosh. reviewed. So yeah. um, Let's do it. Yeah. Um, 
don't know. Aunt Miss John, thank you for your music and artwork, and thank you for editing while I was gone. Uh, Tim, thank you for being Tim. Always. Always. Even on and off the podcast. And, uh, yeah, Alec, Working Title Podcast. Uh, watch our Facebook and stuff. Maybe you can come back on once there's a full return. Be more than happy to. We'd love to have you back. Yeah, uh, hopefully soon with that uh, yes. time and effort that... We understand. Well, I guess lost in the <laughs> oh, sauce yeah. uh, very far, and is uh, yeah, we've coming up, we've coming up on our year. Yeah, It'll be in November, so yeah. We know full well how difficult it is to yeah. get or things actually, to no, fall be into place. Two year in November. Yeah. Damn. There you go. It doesn't really count as two years because we've been off since like the Lego movie. Yeah, seven. well, but you know, hiatus. Hiatus. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Sabbatical. Sabbatical. It's funny, you're supposed to have a hiatus or a sabbatical for, you know, yourself, finding yourself. It was me working a ridiculous mm-hmm. amount. <laughs> but we'll figure it out. Hope, hopefully you guys make a, a return sooner <laughs> rather than later. But. News to come. Yes. Yeah. All right, uh, Kylex Y, go watch a movie. Tanelier Tavon. <laughs> <laughs>